You're listening to the Slaying Self Doubt Podcast, where we empower women of faith to identify, acknowledge, and accept their doubts and limits and beliefs in order to give birth to their God-given purpose. Join me and sometimes some of my friends on our journey as we remind you that you are not alone. I'm Felicia Wallace, and together we will find our fears and slay them. Welcome back to another episode of the Slime Self Doubt Podcast. It's your girl, Felicia Wallace. As always, I start the top of the show thanking all of the listeners. I will continue to start every show with the same thing because without you guys, I would not be here. So I want you to know how appreciative I am, how um, thankful that and grateful that I am that you just continue to listen, you continue to reach out, you continue to show up, and you continue to support. So I do want you to know that I um, I pay attention to those things. I pay attention to those of you all who took the survey, who want me to talk about you know some other topics. I pay attention to the people who dm me who tag me and stuff like thank you so so much and i just ask that you just continue to share the podcast with those that you feel like should listen who should be on this journey with you with us um in slang ourselves doubt so again thank you uh the wins for this week so i had some personal wins this week um for me i've talked to you all before about um my health uh journey along with this you know slang self-doubt journey that i am on this health journey of being having a healthier lifestyle and wanting to be healthy not only for my kids but my kids kids and lord willing my kids 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 right great great however that works right um and you know I have I've, I've done some things y'all know in December I went to the doctors a lot um and made sure that like certain things were going you know like I wanted to just check all, all the things plus y'all know I hit 40 in, in November and so because of that I needed to make sure everything was on point and I had a couple of things that I had to check out and last week I got the all clear that all the things that I was focusing on and was worried about because you just never know right like until you actually go see if something's wrong you don't know if anything is wrong um, and so I am just grateful that everything came back normal or as normal as possible um, and I will be able to live a long and healthy life as long as I continue to as long as I continue down this path right so one of the things that my doctor said so I had to see a cardiologist and so he was very much so like now let's not take the foot off the gas right like you you're doing well and we've seen some improvement but a lot of times you have people and I know this from being in healthcare that people see a change and they're like oh okay well I can take this medication or I can do this and continue the same lifestyle and it's like no you want to continue down the same path because you can see that it has changed versus seeing an immediate change right and then being like oh I can just kind of fluctuate and so I was like oh no nah, slam you don't have to worry about that like I that was the one thing that I was worried about was like my heart like I was just like Lord I ain't ready Elizabeth I'm not ready I wasn't I wasn't ready right um and so once he just told me like I was good and just to continue to do what I was doing like I was like all right I'm really gonna have to just um just really focus on continue to focus on that and so for me that was a big goal of mine um to just get at a uh um like a like just to know what was going on and so now that I know I'm good I am 
I am excited about it. Okay. Um, also this week, um, one of the things I think I told you all a couple of weeks ago, or oh, I've said multiple times on here, but I finally like took a huge jump. And for me, because um, a couple of weeks ago, I told you guys that imposter syndrome was kicking in for me, especially when it comes to coaching, um, because um, this I do, I do well, like the podcast, recording, doing interviews, pitching for people like this is easy for me, right? It wasn't before. It wasn't before. We all know that. Um, but it is. And so coaching is like the same way for me. It was just like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know how I'm supposed to start. What if this? What if that? And um, yeah, I, I went ahead and I put everything out there and I said, this is what's going to happen. And um, so far, I had three people that reached back out to me and was like, oh, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, and so it, it's some it's, it is power in. Let me just say this fairly quickly. Like it is something about just doing right. Just starting, just putting yourself out there um, and trusting the process, trusting exactly what it is that God has already said. So especially because you all know this is a God thing. This is not a Felicia thing. This ain't a bun thing. I did not think of this. I did not want it. And it is literally God like taking control over this. And um, I, I just had to have had the faith that I had to leave my job, right? I had to reach reach back and go to that faith to be able to say, okay, like what made you leave? What made you believe that there was something greater? Because if I hadn't believed, I would have just stayed where I was at, right? So um, it really was, a, a for me, it was a mindset shift that I had to take um, of just being like, I told y'all, imposter syndrome is real. When I'm in those moments of doubt and anxiety, I ask myself, who's going to listen to you? Did God really call you to do this? Or, girl, ain't nobody trying to pay you to talk to them? These thoughts lead me to procrastination and being paralyzed by my fears and doubts. Throughout this journey of slaying my own self-doubt, I have some tried and true practical steps that have helped me and I would love to share them with you. Head on over to my website at www.feliciawallace.com and download the five ways to slay your self-doubt. Now back to the show. If this is what I'm supposed to be doing, then I definitely need to make some, I have to have, it, there has to be some action behind it. Right. And so one of the things that I, and during this time, like, as we've been talking about, you know, for this last month about self-doubt in your relationships, one of the things that I thought of it in, in the midst of all of this is like how self-doubt shows up in your purpose as well. Right. Y'all have seen it. This right here is evident of it. Um, and so I definitely want to dig deeper next week and we'll, you know, have a conversation about it. But uh, I, I literally took a step again to just say, this is what we're we're doing and I just have to every day moment by moment kind of you know um a um a, someone that I interviewed this week who you will hear the interview later um one of the things that she said and it really resonated with me is that um every moment by moment she just surrenders surrenders to her gifts and um because I know this is what I'm supposed to do it's a moment by moment daily surrendering to my gifts and just allowing um she said it best like to lean in and so that's what I'm doing and um that's a win because y'all know normally I probably would have just sat on it I would have been paralyzed by fear about doubt I would have procrastinated like and it nothing would have happened and so there are some other things that I really want to do. Um, and I'm just like, 
but okay, here we go. Um, so yeah, that was that's a win for me. So I'm, I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna take it. Um, announcements for this week. Uh, same as always, right? Um, March first, which is next week, is when the um, group coaching will launch. And when I say that, that means that what will happen is um, those of you all who are already signed up on the wait list, you will receive an email of next steps. Those of you all who are interested, you better get in on this wait list so that you can get next steps, but it will be out. Um, and you'll have a period of time where you can sign up for it. And then we will be fully starting it. Um, and that, that has been a process in itself as well. And we will definitely talk about that later because child, that was y'all y'all already know how I be um uh what else what else what else I think that's the only that's the only announcement oh no there is another announcement so I know I've been on here talking about clubhouse and saying that I you know I'm on there twice a week and um last week I again in making decisions um that bring me the most peace so one of the things that I've always kind of said is like I need a date to myself and I need being as though I'm in a space to be create create my own time and create my own schedule like I don't have to like pile stuff on top of stuff, right? And I really wanted to use Sunday as my self-care days. Um, and that means that whatever I want to do, I just do. Like that's that's it. Um, and so I started out doing clubhouses on, on Sundays. Um, and then God like kind of shifted me to Wednesday. And so um, last week I was in this place again where I was just like, am I going to do Sundays and Wednesdays? Like that's just a lot. And, you know, I've told y'all like before I do anything, whether it's the podcast, anytime they're speaking and there's people involved it does not matter I have like this angst just it's it's a mix between excitement and anxiety but it's just I, I don't want to feel that like you know every day of the week and so um I was just like Sundays I'm not doing it so I will be on Clubhouse on Wednesdays going forward um um, I'm, I'm deciding on a time I think it'll be between 12 and 2 because that's usually people's lunchtime to be able to host space so I'm doing the exact same thing we will have a topic but we'll also host space for people to just connect to have a conversation um, to just be able to talk about self-doubt and have that space I have learned over this these last couple of months of doing it is that people do need a safe space and a brave space to be able to talk about something they can't normally talk about and so I am going to facilitate those conversations and I still want that to be a space, but it will be on Wednesdays now, not Sundays and Wednesdays. Okay. So if you're on Clubhouse, make sure you're following me at Slay Self Doubt. Um, if you're not following me on Instagram, I'm slaying self doubt on Instagram. Um, and so yeah, just you know, follow us and just stay connected to me. So um last week we talked about uh self-doubt in the, um in regards to our relationships with our friends, right? Uh, and I think that was a really good, uh, a really good conversation um, just because when I first started posting on social media for the podcast, oh my goodness, it was a disaster. I did not know what I was doing. I was guessing at everything. Then things shifted for me when I got introduced to three platforms that changed the game for me. I started using Canva for my graphics, Caption Writer for my captions, and Wave for the audiograms. Seriously, if you go back to the beginning of the Slaying Self Doubt Instagram page, you will see the transformation. If you are in the process of branding or rebranding yourself, I recommend you try out these platforms. Canva has hundreds of templates that you can choose from to design any type of post you desire. Caption Writer allows you to create and save your captions with the perfect line breaks and even lets you add different fonts. 
Wave helps you create snippets of your content to share with your followers. They have closed captions and those cool little wavy lines. If you're interested in trying them out, click the links in the show notes to start using them today. Now, back to the show. I told y'all before for myself, so it showed up in two different ways. It showed up, you know, at two different times and how I reacted to it was kind of the same, but not really. Um, and just a knowing now, like that I had it yeah, again, I did was no name for it. I didn't have any words to be able to say when I was in middle school and even, um, in my twenties, there was no, there was no word that I had that I could describe what it was that I was feeling. And, um, so because of that, like it, it was just difficult for me. So um, but being able to now put a name on it and be able to understand that that's what was that that's what it was. It was self-doubt of my own insecurities. I'm able to now navigate those feelings if they come up again in other relationships. Right. Um, and so here we are this week talking about self-doubt and parenting um, for me. <laughs> uh, self-doubt came when I found out I was pregnant right um because you never know if you're ready like you just aren't this is a whole person um and I think that uh I was I was nervous I was antsy um I knew what I knew I wanted a boy I knew I didn't want a girl um and I felt like I did not want a girl because I was like I know how I was as a kid and I did not want that to come back to me twofold funny story though both of my kids are exactly like me when it comes to like the sarcasm and it comes to like um their quick wittedness and I'll be like y'all can't for those of you who are listening you can't see my face but for those of y'all watching you can see my face it'd be it'd be like and my husband's always like that's your that's that's you right there that is you it, it is so funny um and so it was like it, it didn't matter I thought that it would have been a girl who was gonna give me a run for my money and these kids these boys is listen and they moody okay I'm in that tween and teenage stage these kids is moody as always um but how self-doubt has showed up in my parents and has shifted you know um year after year right because one each kid is different right my oldest son was always quiet very much so you could sit there by him in the middle of a room he would not move when I say he would not move he would not move you didn't have to worry about him he would just sit you give him something he watched tv he's just very focused and he was okay with kind of being by himself he didn't need to be a, he's very like careful about what he does and just it's just different my youngest son this Bama would jump for the roof if he thought he could make it. And even if he didn't, he'd be like, I just break my legs. Like, that's that's how he be. And so when you have those different type of personalities, everything, it it, it, it comes up kind of differently. And so um, for my oldest son with self-doubt kind of showed up was in like making sure that, so our story is different, right? Like I was basically a single mom um, for a period of time. And so having that self-doubt of, you know, did I do him a disservice by not trying to fully work things out to his best ability with his dad or whether or not you know I you know I didn't want I, at the time I was like I didn't want to be a statistic and so um whether or not you know that was going to affect him later on in life even when I'm you know met my husband and like you know us becoming a unit was like how is this going to affect him like I second guessed every single thing because I felt like in the beginning I had to over overperform or overachieve because I felt like I felt guilt right and I felt guilt about 
his father and I's relationship and how it would affect him that for me for a very very long time I felt like I over pacified him I over you know um like tried to make sure he was always comfortable right with my younger son um you know he grew up differently two-parent household his dad is here you know and he has that I had somebody that I could be like can you do this can you do that um but even still in those moments in the in the beginning my husband would tell you like I legit probably did everything and I didn't necessarily make him do anything because I was so used to doing it by myself right um and so even when it came to my my youngest son, it was like I wanted it to be different. So then I I tried to do things differently. Um, in the first year of my son, my youngest son's life, he had a medical emergency, um, and so he had to have surgery at like seven months, and that changed things for me. Like then I babied him, right? So now I'm so worried about what happened to him that now I'm just like, okay, I want him to know that, you know, I'm just double checking on him, making sure that he was always, you know, he had whatever he needed because I just treated him like a baby, right? Um, but it, again, it was guilt. It was guilt up. Now, I didn't have anything to do with why he had to have the medical emergency. Um, he was born with like a little flap in his extra flap like in his throat or whatever and so um it's a name for it I can't remember but it what how he used to breathe they used to sound like he was snoring even though he was wide awake and so they called it strider um but that flap eventually um two different times he ended up stopping like it so he had reflux and he had that and so he ended up um, two different times having a moment where he stopped breathing. And so we went to Children's and I was like, listen, there was nothing else wrong with him. I said, take that flap off. If you don't need it, we good. Um, and so and the crazy part about it is that once the flatware was, was was removed, like he literally blossomed into a whole different kid. Like the energy that he has was completely different. It was like me and my husband were like, "Yank, he is different." <laughs> like this is not the same kid we bought in um, before we came into this hospital. But um, because of those things, like my guilt of even, like I said, even knowing that that had nothing to do with me, um, I, it was just like the the I don't. It was like the mom guilt of like I don't want nothing to happen to my baby. I want to make sure that should I have gotten it removed earlier? Like I knew, you know, was I really not paying attention? You know, those type of things. And then again, you know, with and being in a blended family has its own structure to it right like making sure that that this this you know my son my oldest son gets quality time with his dad and making sure that <clears throat> excuse me that nobody feels like they're left out and I felt like for a very very long time I was literally trying to hold all the families together I was that's what I was trying to do I was trying to do it all by myself to make sure everybody had a relation because I wanted things as much as they were not normal to seem normal right I never wanted either one of them to feel slighted and again that's my own guilt and that was my own insecurity and it wasn't until um, I broke my foot when I was in uh, like 2011 and um, I couldn't do nothing I was on bed rest for eight weeks, like literally could not get out the bed, right? Just to use the bathroom. That was it. Um, and I had no choice but to surrender parenting to two people who were used to me being the middle person, right? Um, and so what that in in those type of in that situation, what ended up happening is that they figured it out, right? And once they figured it out, I was kind of like,
Y'all, becoming a full-time entrepreneur isn't for the faint of heart. And sometimes I get so wrapped up in building this business that I literally forget about basic things like grocery shopping. That's why I started using Instacart. Instacart is the go-to service for quick and effective grocery delivery. Now, I know what you're thinking. I don't want people shopping for me. I don't want nobody touching my fruit. Trust me, I know exactly how you feel. I used to be the same way. But when I think about the effort it takes now to go grocery shopping, no thank you. When you are a customer of Instacart, you select your groceries from the store of your choice. Then a personal shopper does the shopping and delivers it right to your doorstep. You cannot get any better than that. If you have never tried Instacart, trust me, you will not regret it. Click the link in the show notes and get $10 off your first order today. Now, back to the show. Oh, okay, then. Then I guess I don't need to. Then it was, you know, grandparents stepping in and I'll come pick them up and I'll do this and I'll do that. And it became the crazy part about it is it became what I wanted it to be, what I envisioned and how I wanted things to go. It became that once I took my hands off. And that is like beyond me. And so I'm always like, Lord, you didn't have to break my foot. Even though it was that wasn't his fault, but still, I didn't have to get sat all the way down for it to become what it is that I wanted. But one of the things that I learned is that I had to relinquish some control to these other people who were just as capable as I was, right? And also, I realized who wanted the same thing that I wanted. Um, so when they were younger, that that you know that thing kind of um, it, it became exactly what I wanted. So as the kids kind of grew up the things change once you you reach a certain age you know um so now my kids are 11 and 13 and you're at this tween age this tween and teenage years where I told y'all earlier they is moody it's all get out and being able to keep them together meaning like you know, understanding like this your brother right I don't care what happens y'all been raised together your brother is you know, when it come down to a heat, y'all all y'all got, right? Um, but also, like, understand, I got to let them figure it out on their own because I'm like, me and my sister used to fuss. I mean, we ain't, you know, I've heard some stories of other people's and there was this one time, we we did, there was this one time. But outside of that, for the most part, like, we got along well, I'm sure, and I was the oldest, so I know what it was like for your little sibling to be annoying, right? And to just get on your nerves. And I, and, you know, for me, I think I feel like um, we've talked about this, before y'all know I'd be trying to control stuff and I think that for some things I I my self-doubt of like wanting things to be a certain type of way from them I tend to try to control situations and try to navigate them into a certain space even though we could have a conversation and I'll I'll say like you know well, y'all should do this this and the third and then they'll be like no that doesn't make any sense and then you know I'll sit there and I'll ask okay so it make it make sense to me right and once they explain it I'll be like Okay, y'all, y'all idea actually is better than mine. Um, but I, I'm starting to notice that um I have actually given them the things that they need to succeed. I have actually set a foundation for them to be able to be the type of men, young men that I want them to be, right? Um, and one of the things that I, you know, even say for myself that I am learning um is that uh and is that God has given me everything I need to be able to raise these kids. My God gave me these two kids. He gave me my sons, not nobody else's sons, but he gave me my sons, which he knew that I was capable of raising them into the men that he wants them to be 
um, with his assistance and with his help and with his guidance. And I don't have to control the situation because the other part is, is that he's guiding them too. Right. And so it's a, this is another thing of this leaning in and this, this, um, surrendering to him and understanding that you already have what you need and not second guessing the decisions we're not going to get it perfect because a we're not perfect right we're doing the best that we have with what we have um we're also doing the best that we have with what how we were taught or what we saw as parenting um and a lot of us i can definitely say especially a lot of people within my circle are trying to do things differently with their kids they are intentionally um, wanting to raise as best as we can whole adults, right? What male or female? We want um, my uh, my cousin, the in uh, family advocate, Salika Wood, says it best. Like I'm trying to raise adults that do not have to heal from their childhood or um, don't have to like that they don't have to try to figure things out, um, re-raise themselves as, as as adults, right? We hear this, um, I've heard this before, people talking about like reparenting, right? Because as and once we are adults, we are dealing with our childhood trauma, whatever that might look like, right? People hear the word trauma and immediately they think of abuse. Trauma don't have to be abuse. It could be a trauma is anything that's happened happened to you that is of significance that I didn't look this definition up. So I'm, you know, paraphrasing here. But, um, you know, trauma is something that it just kind of sticks with you. Right. Like you fall on your bike. You remember that you got that when you see that scrape on your knee. That's why oh, I remember that. That was from 84. I fell down. <laughs> fell down off the bike scraped my knee and the neighbor came out like that's a traumatic experience right like you that you and then so it stays with you and so when you think about certain things that you're having these conversations about or you're um thinking about things that, like how you were raised and what you want differently for your kids and how you parent and all those things and that's not to say that your your, your parents did did things wrong um in certain situations it's just the same thing they did the best that they had they could with what they had and we're doing the same thing and I think the difference is is that we are I am for myself I'm being intentional about being a different type of parent right and so um y'all know the story this podcast was an assignment from God that had my self-doubt and limiting beliefs telling me that nobody would listen but you yes you kept showing up every week to listen to this podcast and because you keep showing up so do I if you enjoy this podcast and would love to support me and future episodes please consider making a donation by simply purchasing me a coffee if you would like to donate click the buy me a coffee link now back to the show I would say you know in closing out like when we're talking about how your self-doubt shows up and not, again, going all the way back to the beginning, that it shows up in all your relationships, being able to see how it shows up will determine how it affects your children, right? One of the things I've talked about before is that I, y'all know that I suffer from anxiety. And I've said this story plenty of times on here that I did not realize how bad my anxiety was until I saw it in my son. And it was frustrating to me. Like I could see that he was anxious about something that literally none of us had any control over but he was so worked up about it and it was in that moment that I said I I don't think that I don't think that I intentionally um became I don't think I intentionally was anxiety rooted around them it was subconscious for me was I was 
I was anxious throughout most of my pregnancy, right? And so did he get that from there? And then you, again, here we go with that guilt thing of thinking like, I gave them these things, you know, um, with my youngest son, he has asthma, allergies, uh, vitiligo, I have all those things, right? And so then there's it's the guilt of that too. Like, oh, I've given my kids these these things. And but what I've turned it around is like now we having a conversation about it. Now we embrace it. Now we are like, okay, so what do we do when an an anxious moment comes up? You know, instead of like hiding it or pretending, you know, when my son first had vitiligo, I was like, mommy got the same thing. Let me show you. Um, when we tried to go through the medications, and you know, I was like, do you want to for it to go away? You know, once he had a name for it and he was able to say what it was and and we was able to explain it to him. I said, you make the decision. We did go to the dermatologist and then it would, you know, you had to use, he would have to use like cortisone for the rest of his life. Um, and so eventually he was just like, no, I'm okay with it. I know what it is and it's fine. It's not that big of a deal. And I was like, okay, you know, like I, we check in on it, but I think it's empowering my kids with certain things now that I may have the things that I felt guilty about instead of me being guilty and feeling sad. Instead, I'm explaining it to them and I'm empowering, empowering them with the information of knowing that they are not alone. You're not doing this by yourself. Mommy has it too. And it's okay. Right. And you see that I'm flourishing. I, I, I'm, I'm okay with, with these ailments or with these things that make me just a little bit different it is completely fine right and so um I would just encourage you that if you have some guilt about certain things that you feel like maybe you could have done something differently or maybe you could have done something, you know, you want to do things. It's never too late. It's never, it literally is never too late. Your kids are your kids until they, you are gone or they are gone. That is facts. Like you will be parenting um, in a different way in every season of their life. My mother still parents me in some ways. I'm 40 years old and there's times where I have to call her and we have a different type of uh, um, a different type of conversation she ain't telling me what to do right but there's times where I have to glean from her wisdom as somebody who's already been a you know who's been a parent but you know again she's now talking to me woman to woman in a different type of but I still have to respect her as my mother that this information is just not from some random person it's from my mom right and so with that um it's still, as far as I'm concerned, it's still parenting. Shoot, it'd be certain things, even at 40, if I got to call her, I will think that thing out. Okay, like, if I tell her this and then tell her that, I wonder what she going to say. Like, Millie got my utmost respect. <laughs> I don't do no faking. And anybody know Millie, no. Millie don't be playing, so you got to make sure that you come to her correct, okay? Um, but, yeah, I think that um, self-doubt in parenting is not, in your in your parenting, is not abnormal. I think it's okay. Um, I Again, I just would encourage you to explore it um, and talk to your kids. Like, your, your, your kids are people. They are people. And they're little people that will become older people, right? And so having those conversations with them and bringing them in into the conversation, um, I think it's, it's such, such, such a blessing and, um, and, and just having them feel like they are a part. I think that that makes a difference as well. Um, when it comes to certain things, right? Like whatever, however you decide to do it. But I think if you're having, you know, any doubts about whether or not you can make a change or you can start to be intentional, you definitely can. Um, I will put some books on the, y'all, I'm sorry, uh, 
there's a book that my cousin Slicker Wood um, recommended. I actually think it's called Intentional Parenting. Um, I will put that in the show notes. She definitely recommends that. I will also tag her um, in it because she she de- definitely believes in intentional and gentle parenting. Um, and so if that's something that you're interested in, you're going to follow her. She's at um, on IG at no ordinary mom, no underscore ordinary underscore mom. Um, but I'll put that in the show notes as well. So um, yeah, that's all I have for today. Um, next week, uh, I think we're going to talk about self-doubt and purpose. We'll see though. Um, next week is March. <laughs> Y'all, we already in March, okay? Um, and I will be, I think I mentioned this last week, but I will be honoring 31 women who have been on the show uh, for the month of March because it is Women's History Month. Um, and I, I'm just so proud, really, because for a multitude of reasons. Number one, because the fact that I've actually interviewed that many people, right, to be able to honor them is just is, is icing on the cake. But to be able to say that I've done that when it, at one point in time, I was nervous out of my mind about being able to do that. Um, and I just I'm so grateful. I just uh, man, I'm, I'm grateful. So that uh, it is definitely is something that I'm excited to be able to do um, because I'm grateful for them. I'm grateful for them being a part of this journey. I'm proud of um, what they've done and what they're doing. And I just can't wait to to just kind of review where they were when they started and where they are now so make sure y'all are following me on instagram because that's where it will be i'll be posting it every day on instagram uh, at slaying self-doubt so that you can see those women and then you can go back and listen to the episode um so yeah until next week see ya we end every episode with the serenity prayer and it goes as follows. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. All right, y'all, that's all for this week. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to share, subscribe, rate, and review. Remember to head over to Facebook and Instagram and follow me at Slaying Self Doubt. Oh, wait, don't forget, go to my YouTube channel and watch this episode. And remember to press the subscribe button. Until next week, see ya.